0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He is turned
2: down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu from Blue Wire Podcasts.
3: On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Week 15's matchup with the Detroit Lions versus the Tennessee Titans. We're going to break down the roster for the Tennessee Titans and then we're going to give our bold predictions and scoring predictions on episode 157 of the Pride Podcast. <laughs> Tries to go up and up, the ball
0: Lions have got it, they took it away, how big is that? Looks, looks, throws, throws, deep middle, he's caught, touchdown Detroit Lions, oh Kenny Gallagher, that's
2: outstanding, that is outstanding! Yo, what is going on guys, welcome back to the Pride podcast. Episode 157 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Pepsi, BetOnline, and Indeed.com. I am your host, Tyler. Joined by my main guy, as always, Pierre. Pierre, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Malcolm isn't here because we obviously fired him. So, uh... yeah, yeah, you guys thought it was a joke when I fired him last episode. So he is not joining us this episode. It's just me and Pierre. (laughs) Yo, are we getting (laughs) connected?
3: Wait, ew, 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 how the hell? How the hell, How the hell I got fired? How the hell did you get in this call? <laughs> <laughs> who the hell? What? is this? Who the? Who the how, hell? Who the hell? Oh. How the hell you gonna try to fire me, man? How are You gonna <laughs> try to fire me on my day off? <laughs> I did I did try to fire him on your day. <laughs> Come on, hey, man. man it, it's
1: it's good to have the game back. I think it was like a week ago since we had us together. So it's good to be back with you guys.
2: Well, our last episode, all three of us, was the Packers preview. Not even the post game. The Packers preview was last yeah. time all three of us. But Pierre's doing well. Malcolm, how you doing, my man? <laughs>
3: Ooh, man I'm doing great, bro.
2: You go. Okay. So yes, obviously Malcolm's not fired. <laughs> We meant to send him the code um, to join the call, so that wasn't a mistake. But, all right, let's get into what we were planning to do on this episode, and that is do a breakdown on the Detroit Lions and the Tennessee Titans. And if you guys are mm-hmm. not interested in the game and, you know, as, what's going on, you guys are more interested, let's say, in GM candidates and, like, kind of what's going on or what's going to happen this offseason, we have done some episodes on that. So we made an emergency podcast of the Lions hiring Chris Spielman and their GM search of – uh, the interviews that they had so if you guys are interested in that go check that episode out and then we obviously have our voicemail our weekly voicemail episode where we get your guys's questions so obviously stuff you guys are interested in so go check that episode as well if you guys are interested but if you guys are still interested in these games um this is the perfect episode for you because we are going to break down the Tennessee Titans and we're going to tell you some things maybe the Lions could take advantage of uh, maybe some mismatches for the Lions and we'll get into all that but before we do that, let's get into this injury report. Wait, Here, Tyler,
1: before we do that, can we talk about two things that happened today? Uh, um, Thomas Dimitrov, uh, they have a scheduled interview with Dimitrov and they have a scheduled interview with Scott Pioli. How do you feel about that?
2: Well, the Scott Pioli thing with CBS, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and act like I know everything about Scott Pioli. Um, I don't even know, oh, was he a scout before? I haven't even really done much research. He was on-
1: the Kansas City Chiefs GM way back, um, like a while ago. Welcome. So, might know him better.
2: I mean, something I like about this this GM search more compared to back in 2015 is that they're literally interviewing any everybody. If it comes oh. from a former GM from a different team, a TV guy, I mean, we're getting a little mix of everything, and it's just going to grow and grow as you know we get closer to the season ending, and you know teams are not in the playoffs, so they can interview more people. So. It's interesting, and I like what they're doing. They're doing their due diligence for, this, I mean, literally everybody. And like I mentioned in the last episode, when they hired Chris Spielman, I think they got a really good football mind with that too. So, I mean, right. it, it, this is good. This is good. I mean, because the Lions, last time I they the interview, like three to four guys in the last GM search. I think it was only three or four, yeah. Yeah, so they just didn't take a wider look. As I mean, they've already done a much more – you know, during the season compared to what they did back in 2015. So I think that's encouraging. So that's me personally.
1: Yeah. And then uh, obviously Thomas Dimitrov. for those of you that don't know, he built the Falcons roster that went to the Super Bowl. He's built a good team. He takes risk in the draft. Um, yeah. But like, uh, I I think the issues in Atlanta were more on the coaching, but he also hired Dan Quinn. So Sometimes Dan Quinn was also successful like when you first started down there. Sometimes things just get like a little like same and you don't adjust and teams expose that. Yep. That's what I think of Atlanta. But
2: All right. So, yeah, there's some breaking news, I guess, throughout the day. But now let's get into this game. Detroit Lions, <sighs> Tennessee Titans. Pierre, you want to go ahead and read off this Tennessee Titans report off?
1: All right. Here's the Titans report. All right. This is also not in order, but it's not as bad. All right, so Dennis Kelly didn't practice on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday, he has a knee injury. Roger Saffold, toe, didn't practice both days. Um, Jeffrey Simmons didn't practice on Wednesday, was a full on Thursday, he has a knee injury. Tight end Jeff Swain, an ankle injury, didn't practice both days. Um, Kenny Vaccaro with an illness, didn't practice on Wednesday. Or wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, didn't practice on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. AJ Brown with the ankle, didn't practice on Wednesday I mean, uh, limited on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday. Kristen Fulton with a knee. They actually activated him off IR this week. Um, he's limited on Wednesday and full on Thursday. Odori Jackson with a knee, limited both days. And Ben Jones, um, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday. And then Derrick Henry, not injury-related, uh, practiced on Wednesday, didn't practice on Thursday. Guessing could be Rats because he's ran the ball a lot. We'll get into
2: that shortly. but okay. That's a tight end report. There you go. Some key players on that loose guys like Jeffrey Simmons guys obviously like AJ Brown So that's something to keep an eye out for and see the status going into game day on Sunday But let's get into the Detroit Lions report and I'll I'll take care of that Starting off with offensive tackle Terrell Crosby. He did not participate the last couple days Kenny G still out with that hip injury. He hasn't participated the last couple days looking like he's gonna miss another game Deshaun hand back on this injury report he did not participate the last couple of days with an ankle injury. Frank Ragnow didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, and you know, not to get too off track, but Frank Ragnow is a a warrior. He has a fractured throat. I have never heard of this injury in my entire life. A right. fractured throat. He played that's through tough.
3: it. That's
2: tough, man. So and, and yeah, he got in the first quarter in that game. So that's that's insane. So yeah,
3: that, 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 that's tough, man. I don't even really know how he played the whole game through that, man.
2: That guy's tough as nails. But okay, let's continue. Uh, Dale Roberts dealing with the hip injury. He didn't participate the last couple of days. Uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford dealing with that rib injury, right thumb, and that right thumb. He didn't practice a Wednesday or Thursday. Let's get into the limited participants. And we'll start off with defensive front attack, John Pennacini. He was limited both days. Uh, Jason Kambinda, he didn't participate on Wednesday, but he was a full participant on Thursday with the illness. Tracy Walker, he was limited on Wednesday, was a full participant on Thursday. Adrian Peterson, same thing. Austin Bryant, full participant the last couple days, and CJ Moore as well, full participant the uh, last couple days. So the significant ones obviously in Frank Ragnow, Matthew Stafford. So keep an eye out for those guys. So going into game time. And that is this injury sport sponsored by indeed.com. Okay. Let's get into the Tennessee Titans offense now versus Detroit Lions defense here. You want to go ahead and read off this Titans offense.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to say looking at this gave me a headache. How we are going to stop it? But I'll read it off. Um, Ryan Tannehill, 28 touchdowns, five picks playing at a really high level. Uh, he's backed up by Logan Woodside. Running back Derrick Henry, 1,532 yards, averaging 5.2 yards a carry, and he has 14 touchdowns. The offense is basically built around Derrick Henry. If their run game is going, they, they do whatever they want. So stopping Derrick Henry is huge in this game. Um, their wide receivers, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, both have over 800 yards. Davis has four touchdowns, and then A.J. Brown has nine. Adam Humphreys is hers, so they had Cameron Batson start the other day. Um, their backups are Khalif, Raymond, and Nick westbrook kind. I don't know if I said his last name right, but yeah. Tight ends. They got four tight ends. They all play. Um, John U. Smith, he's a good receiver. He has. Um, he's a good receiver. They to him in the red zone. Jeff Swain, he, he's been hurt. He's hurt this week, so I don't know if he'll play. Anthony Frisker, 338 yards and a touchdown. And Michael Pruitt, he's an elite run blocker, but he also has three touchdowns. So they like to go to him in the red zone sometimes as well. Um, their O-line is pretty banged up right now, but so is the Lions D line. At left tackle, they had uh, Taylor Luan, he's on IR right now. They have David Questenberry. I don't know if I said his name right. He's a better run blocker than he is in, as a as a pass blocker. He's allowed two sacks, he has two penalties. Roger Saffold is a really good uh, run blocker, but he has four penalties and he's allowed three sacks. Center Ben Jones is probably playing like one of the best centers in the league. He's really good. Um you know he has three penalties, no sacks allowed. And then the kid from last year, Nate Davis, he has five penalties, zero sacks. He's a, he's a better run blocker than pass blocker, but he's pretty solid. And then the right tackle, Dennis Kelly. Obviously, Isaiah Wynn got hurt, so they're going with Kelly. He has two penalties and zero sacks allowed. He's a better run blocker than pass blocker. But I didn't mention a note. So those guys sit in practice both days. Some have mentioned it could be rest. Some have mentioned injuries. If they can't go, Marshall Newhouse is probably the backup tackle. He's only played 10 snaps this year. And then if, um, if Saffold can't go, I think they'll go with Brewer, Aaron Brewer. He's played well in his limited snaps. He only has a sack. I mean, he, was, he only has a penalty. So that's their offense. Um, good luck
2: not, not to, to Corey Unlin. Not to cut you off, but isn't Isaiah Wynn on the Patriots?
1: Damn, not Isaiah Wynn. What's his name? Isaiah Wilson.
2: Wilson, yes, the tackle from Georgia. Sorry, okay. sorry. Yeah, go. that's I my say, fault Isaiah Wynn is the guy in the Patriots. <laughs> yes, Isaiah Wilson. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. My bad. I messed up on that. Okay. I'm going to kick off to Malcolm. Malcolm,
3: okay.
2: you are Corey Udlin. You are the defensive <laughs> coordinator. I have a headache. I'm taking, like, five Tylenols. <laughs> what are you doing here, man?
3: Stopping Derek Henry. 100%. Stopping him? Could you? Trying to. You got to do everything you can because I've seen – Ryan Tannehill his whole career, okay? I've seen Ryan Tannehill since rookie year. Seen him to now, you know. I know Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is feeding off of Derrick Henry right now. Teams are stacking the box, putting eight, nine men in the box. Those wide receivers are – they're doing what they're supposed to do. They are – they're they're beating the one-on-one coverage on the outside. And that's why – that's how they're making big plays. So – Detroit, they have to they have to contain Derrick Henry, and they may have to try to do it without. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they stack the box, are they going to leave their one on one like leave the the the, the secondary one on one with the with their wide receiving core? Because that's what kills a lot of teams to play action. So uh, right now, yeah. I mean, I, 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 right now, I don't know, man.
2: Yeah, this is a tough matchup, especially the Lions and. The Lions have tough times with running backs like Caliber of Derrick Henry, and obviously a lot of teams have tough times stopping a guy like Derrick Henry. But, you know, those big, bulky backs, I mean, just look back when they played Minnesota. Delvin Cook always gives them them problems, and this is just not a favorable matchup for the Lions. And like you mentioned, Pierre, from the start, the Lions defensive line is dealing with some injuries. You know, Pendesini's not 100% right now. Deshaun Hand looks like he's going to miss another game. Uh, he played last week, but it looks like he he's probably going to be out this game. Obviously, Danny Shelton on IR, and even when all these guys are healthy, you know they're not. You know they weren't doing a very good job stopping the run, first of all. So it just makes it more difficult. So I mean, if you are, you know, betting on this game, I would definitely bet on the over. Because I mean, this is just screams a game where Derrick Henry just controls the time of possession I should say the Titans, but it's gonna be Derrick Henry basically Controlling the time of possession in this game and it's gonna be very very difficult for the Lions to stop it And I mean, I don't know. I don't so yeah, I mean Good luck. I mean and like you mentioned you go one-on-one AJ Brown ain't a screw up and you don't have your number one You don't have your number one your number three overall pick corner either in this game I mean, this is tough. You lost another corner the last week, too, with Dale Roberts. So you're probably starting Amani O'Warriere, who's been very good this year. Mike Ford is probably your second outside corner. And, you know, he's looked okay in limited snaps. Made a big play last week on Devontae Adams. And then obviously got Justin Coleman in the slot. So. Uh, then
1: Tremaine Brock backs up Mike Ford, which is not good.
2: Well, he's on the practice squad, now. He's going to get. Pa- he's probably, probably, I mean, he, they don't have no one.
1: So yeah, yes, so yeah, they, they probably
2: that. will bring them up, uh, value or elevate them before on Saturday at 4 p.m. But I don't know, man. This is it's getting difficult. It's going to get tricky, and this is not a favorable matchup at all for the Lions' offense. Um, if the Lions somehow pulled that game in Green Bay, and let's say, like you know, we're all optimistic right now, I think this game would have shattered everybody's hopes and dreams for the Lions' season because I think this could be a massacre. I I really do.
3: Uh, for some reason, I don't feel like it's going to be as bad as we think it is. I think. I think it's going to be like one of those nail biters. Um, what chase? I, that's that's the thing. It's chases. is chases. If Chase starts,
2: it was a couple of days.
3: Yeah, but I mean, Jarred Dar- Bevel already said that. You know, he's confident that you know Stafford could go even without practice. That that's what he said in the presser. So I mean, we we still got to see Stafford. I think he's going to be questionable, and then they might see how he is game time. But yeah, if he doesn't go, yeah, it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to. No, I, I don't know because I still seen them play competitive with with, with backups, you know. So I, it's something we still got to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, what about you, Pierre? What do you see here? Um, your... The when I
1: look at the t- uh, the Titans, the game they struggled to run the ball was against the Browns. They had, or Derrick Henry had 18 carries or 15 carries for 60 yards. They ended up losing that game, 41 to 35. But their offense, like Malcolm, I know you said you've watched Ryan Tannehill in Miami. He's gotten a lot better though. I watched uh, him last year. I watched uh, him this year a little. He's gotten the, a lot better.
3: The the reason why I say he got a lot better is because he's feeding off the play action. And he's yeah, feeding and off he the, has eight, weapons he, too. Yeah, he had weapons, but he's he's also feeding off the eight men in the box. Right. Eight, he's seeing eight nine men in the box. Ryan Tannehill doesn't never he run. There's not there's not a game that Ryan Tannehill is going up there and they're playing cover. They're they're playing cover two, or they're playing a uh, two man. You know, he's never seen two safeties high. Is what I'm trying to say. Ryan Tannehill never has to has to see a two safety high uh front. So um, well, when you got a running
2: back like that, why why do you don't need to? Yeah, exactly. Which good. makes yeah. which, which you just give him his props though. You just give him his props though for he's taking advantage of the situation. You could no, have
3: what I, what I'm saying is that he's yeah he's taking advantage of the situation. But the game becomes a lot easier when you're just playing if you're if your receivers are just seeing single coverage.
2: Oh, nobody's arguing that. I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, no, obviously, no. Nobody's arguing that, but yeah. I mean, he's he's taking advantage of it, and you know, I give him his kudos, give him his props. He he's he's turned his career around. You know, he's yeah, got a he, salary
3: now. He sure did. He sure did. And, and like I said, from from the beginning, he is feeding off the running game.
2: Yeah, yeah. No. If there, is, if there was sure. if
3: there was no running game, there would be this Ryan Tannehill wouldn't wouldn't that's, exist right now.
2: And that's a good organization. A good organization. You know, they found a a good enough quarterback. You know, and they built the team around him. I mean, not just around him, but like, you know, they brought surrounding pieces to build around him. And that's all you really need. If, if you got a guy like Derrick Henry, I mean, a, a lot of quarterbacks are going to look good. I agree.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like, just forget about the quarterback. Cause like, you got Corey Davis, who's playing, who's actually playing like how he's supposed to play finally. He hasn't really shown that much past, but This year he's playing really, really good. And he's a free agent. He's going to get paid. Um, A.J. Brown playing really well in the second year. Don't bring up and AJ then, Brown and Malcolm. You uh, got Johnny Smith. You can
3: bring up AJ Brown, just don't bring up Tava. I've always hey, liked Johnny up.
1: Smith. Um, I, I know he's not like his numbers aren't crazy, but the Lions have struggled with tight ends this year. Um,
3: shit, oh, man. I, I, I don't just know. thought
2: about it. What if the Lions go into a zone and Tava <laughs> has AJ Brown in his zone and AJ and AJ Brown just mosses? The they they hell can't out play
1: of man. Him. They can't play man against these guys. They'll get destroyed. They have to like mix it up. Um, gonna,
2: they're probably going to stack the box. Yeah,
1: you, know, I mean, you,
3: you have that. to you have to stop yeah. the box. You have to you got you, you, your first your first game plan is stop there Henry. Yeah, whatever oh, happens yeah. afterwards, happens afterwards. You know, but you got. Yeah, stop they that. should
1: watch how the Browns played them. But the Browns have like they're, they're, they have not, they
3: have the personnel. The Browns have yeah, the personnel just, to do it. Yeah, we don't.
1: The Lions just don't have the personnel right now. Even if they like, even if their starters are out there, they just don't. I, I don't think they have like. No, they don't. The personnel
2: used- like they don't have like an elite guy. You saw it clearly when they played Minnesota. You saw it clearly when they played the Saints. I'm like, they, yeah, they just I'm, don't have that.
3: I'll, I'll say this though. I mean, good coaching. He, he's gonna get the team ready. That's what I'm gonna say. Even with the, even with the matchup we had last week, we thought it was gonna be a massacre. We thought we we thought our defense had no shot of forcing a three and out. Did they? Yeah, they did. they, they, did. they showed, Yeah, Roberts batted the ball down third down, forced a three and out. We we forced we forced a couple a few three and outs. They they played Green Bay tough, and did I we think have, just did we have just have a
2: three and out. We we almost did, but it was a whole. No, holding. we did, we did. No, no, no,
3: no. You're talking about I'm talking about the the Daryl Roberts play when he batted the ball down. He he he, he had a PBU on third down, yeah, forcing the punt.
1: Was that a three and out? That was three I, and out. Okay, I don't remember. Uh, the, I'm not the, sure.
3: There was a three, They they had a couple. But the, the right. point is, the point is, we, we thought that it was going to be a massacre. Remember, this game wouldn't have time It kind of was a massacre. The thing if they
1: wanted to make it, it a was massacre, not a ma- it was, low-key was. You look at the third quarter, look if the the, time they time could possession. have, they could have made it into a massacre. They wanted to play it slow and just...
3: Did they? Or were split. they afraid of a shootout?
1: No, Green Bay was not afraid of a shootout. Green Bay wants to play it slow.
3: Why wow, to keep Cypher off the field, right? Yeah, well, and
1: to win. A- I mean, you went with well,
3: time at
2: possession. <laughs> you know, they killed the time position. I'm like, hey, Rogers, hey, just stay on the field. Okay, fine
3: by me. I know. I mean, the way I look at it, man, going to halftime, it was 14 14.
2: Yeah. If I'm, you told,
3: if you told, if you asked anybody before that game, will the score be at halftime? Nobody in the right mind would have said the score have been 14 14. Nobody in their right mind would have said the score would have been 14 14 at halftime. I mean, so I'm good. saying, like, good coaching, good coaching. Could kind of mask a really bad defense and we showed it last week i think, I think the defense played as as well as they could have played. I don't think they the talent's not there, but they maximized that talent because they played as well as they could could have played
1: i don't know like what you mean by that really
3: defense what did they do what, well? what, what I'm saying is that right now they're they're not good at talent, yeah, but yeah, they, they don't played have the talent. best okay. they played the best that they could have played that defense played the best they could have played.
1: I mean, when they needed a stop, they didn't get a stop. The what, game was what? over. <laughs>
3: uh, again, that team is uh, – the defense is untalented.
2: But, like, I'm saying – They like,
3: could have well, played, played that game a lot worse. They could have let Aaron Jones – every time Aaron Jones could have touched the ball, he could have ran for 10 yards. Every time uh, Jamal Williams could touch the ball, he could have ran for 20, 20 yards. Or he could have broke mean, for yeah, 70 the yards. The like,
1: defense improved in that game a little, bit like, their pass defense was
3: awful. Everything overall improved. I mean, I'm telling you, good coaching, that team is not talented. Defensively, Our, left, our, no. our, corner, our corners was Daryl Roberts. Come on, now. Like, Daryl, I'm telling you, if they were in bad, uh, a, bad situ- a bad position, the game would have been a lot worse.
2: That game, that game on defense is kind of ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't really see what you ugly. I, I, don't, it I, don't, I, I don't know what you saw. I'm, like, yeah. I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to pick it. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not
3: getting what I'm saying.
2: Like I'm saying, saying talent-wise, the talent-wise,
3: these guys are not good. Yes. Okay. These are not. They're not great. They're not. The, they're not good. But good coaching, which we saw last week. But what was the good coaching? What, like where was the good coaching in defense? They They, they, made, they did the best that they could. What was they, the big stop? The Daryl Roberts one. Yes. But uh, what was the big stop? Every third down was a, a conversion. They, they, honestly, they couldn't. They're playing against the best. The the, the pretty much every P of the league. They couldn't, based on the talent. But I'm saying it could have been a lot worse. So what I look at I look at that game, and I I say I think it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, well, if Green
1: Bay passed the ball instead of ran it, the score would probably would have been a lot different too. So, Did, so, so you know
2: what makes it, So what be, makes you think, So what makes you think this game is gonna be different though? I'm saying, like, what what, what was the takeaway from I, I, the Green Bay game on defense?
3: That they're playing a lot. The, the, that the new coaching staff has them playing a lot harder on both sides of the ball.
2: Man, they are missing so many tackles,
1: bro. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I really can argue, don't.
3: I could argue the. Uh, they they they, they missed tackles. They, they missed tackles last week. Like like how many tackles did they miss last week? Because I think Aaron Jones. They they did a good job in the running game. Aaron Jones well, had what? Devontae Adams games?
1: messed him up, bro. Like and not just in the running. I'm talking about Devante in general. They Adams, missed a lot of tackles, bro. Devontae
3: Adams does that to everybody. He did that to Darius Slay a couple weeks ago.
1: I, I'm I know. I'm just, just saying though, bro. Like, like they're missing. T- they're I, not I know.
2: good. That's a
3: number one passing
2: offense, or the number one
3: it, pass. It, exactly. Like, come, like, like, all right, you think about You just said the number one passing offense. Like, how many points would you think that they'll put up on Detroit, the Detroit
2: Lions? But they played conservative. They just ran the ball. I mean, not ran the ball, but they, like, you know, took – they
3: didn't take shots down the field like crazy. Because it wasn't there. Because they didn't need to. I, I just think it wasn't there. I, the, like, the deep shots like that, it, it wasn't there. They were just
1: sport. finding the soft spots in Detroit's awful zone coverage. Seriously. Uh, I don't know, man.
2: I don't agree with you.
1: On That's this. what it looked like. So you're saying. So you're me, saying right I, now.
3: So let me get it straight. So you're saying right now, last week's defense is comparable to every single week that we played before. Kind of. Yes. Absolutely not. What was different? They're, they were awful. I don't, I don't know what you saw. They're, in, they're, um, they're um, playing harder. Is what I'm trying to say. Cool. They're you're not. They're not. They, they. still and lost. And that, that goes, they that lost. That lost goes back, lost. back. That goes back to the beginning of getting on my topic. They're not talented. I said that to the beginning. They they're not talented, well but they're playing as hard as they can, and that's kudos to the coaching staff.
1: Malcolm, they gave up 30 points to the Chicago Bears, and they gave up 31 points to the Packers. How was that playing I,
3: well? I understand that, but how many points did they give to the Chicago Bears in the second half? I don't uh, know. Ten? Three? Was it
2: three? Ten. Or they, they what think was, it
3: was,
0: temp-
2: it was No, 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 no it was, I don't know, to be honest. It, it wasn't a lot. You know, they it was pretty
3: much them out the second half.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm I don't just, think.
3: I'm, what I'm saying is just, just, just analyzing the game. Is The team is playing both sides of the ball playing harder. It is what it is. And the thing is, yes, I get it. They're not talented on defense, but that coaching staff has them playing hard. They're playing competitive. I
1: think they want to play harder, too. They didn't like playing for the other guy. You could tell. They just didn't like playing for Patricia. It's
3: either or. Whatever it is, they're playing harder. Okay, but you can
1: play harder, but they're still getting
3: gashed. Uh, then that goes back to the very first thing I said. They are not talented. Exactly. So then what do you see from the this game it? that what, they'll, they'll the not from... You got to understand what I'm saying. I, I understand okay. what that. What's
2: the difference from week four to last week? They're playing harder. Whoa.
3: They're <laughs> playing harder. <laughs> they they're still have 31 points. Harder they they it's they gave 31 points to the it, to the to the Green Bay Packers I get it it was the, it was the same product you played the Saints they just did the same thing basically the saints we, you, you, comparing the, the, you comparing the defense or you played the saints in this game yes so that we played last week just not the Saints running, game we they, couldn't stop the they, run if I left they, to put it on they it they were just passing it instead of running it i understand that but you're playing against the number 1 offense like i i i i saw that coming in i saw us not stopping the pass like that no, I know everyone saw that. Exactly, but I'm saying like, as far as the team playing harder, like, you look at the weeks before, we couldn't stop the run, we couldn't stop the pass, we couldn't stop anybody. No matter who was running the ball, who was the quarterback, we had no chance of stopping them. I think oh, that's going if...
1: to happen on Sunday. Well,
3: well, what what we happened? Stop. <laughs> we, stopped, we stopped somebody who couldn't stop in four years. We couldn't stop Mitch Trubisky, and we beat him. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is what it is. What the, the, point from, the, the point I'm trying to say is the team is playing harder. On both yeah, sides, yeah, they can the play
1: harder. They can play harder versus the Titans, too, but they're probably gonna get their ass
3: kicked. They're probably it's, it's tough. I mean, I could see this being a closed game.
1: It's a closed game if Stafford plays, and I don't I don't know if they'll play. We'll see. Yeah, um, you
3: know, Stafford plays, I could see it as being a closed game,
1: and I will say why because their defense is kind of like sus a little sus. So it's hard defending these guys, man. Running game, receivers, tight ends. I mean, yeah, they're not good. their O-line is not that good in pass pro, but shit. Like, we don't have no one that could really pressure the quarterback. No, we don't. Everson Griffin has COVID. He like he said it on his story, his Instagram story, so he's probably out this week. Well, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't I mean, have
1: anyone. I mean, if Julian Aquara comes back, you'll have some speed, but the guy's a rookie and he's rarely played. Austin Bryant, you can't really count on him, even though he's shown some flashes this year. And hands uh, her- Is Deshaun Hand gonna play? Like he's in and out of the lineup every week. We don't we don't like who do you have?
3: Kevin Strong. I mean, he's our only hope right now. (sighs) (laughs) Even Pennisini's like gonna
2: be I mean he'll probably play, but like he's he's a
1: nose tackle. He's gonna play bro. Yeah. And then this week, I mean, the defense has to strap up those helmets a little tighter, get those pads a little tighter. It's gonna be a physical ass game. It it's going to be a really physical game. This is a game where you get drained in the fourth quarter if you don't stop throwing. They'll be they won't even be able to like keep up with them if they don't stop throwing at all. This is a game where it's going to be physical as
2: hell. Like you're going to see it. Tennessee I mean, This is a game where I expect to see, I take another picture on my phone of the time possession. 10 minutes Tennessee holding the ball. Two minutes, Lions or something like that. I'm, I'm like already expected to take this picture. So the
1: Lions basically need to try to do what Green Bay did last week in the third quarter, in this game. That's probably their best chance of winning, if Stafford doesn't play. Yeah. Even if he does play, I think that's probably your best chance of winning, is trying to hold on to the ball to keep that. It's a high-powered offense, I guess. I don't know how to say like it's. It's a really like. It's a rushing attack that's really, really good. So um, I don't know, man. This game is just scary. Like you could just see—I could see a blowout coming. I don't know.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely see that happening. But all right, you guys got anything else to add on this on this Tennessee offense?
3: Um, no, man. To oh, be man. honest, no. All
2: right, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll talk about. I think something more positive now, and that this is where I-, I could argue with Malcolm now, and I could agree with him and seeing that juice in the offense. All right,
3: let's talk about that) 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and is almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there is no long-term contracts. And now. Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire.
2: Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions applies.
3: Thanks to the natural athleticism, or commitment, or or bearing sports parents, fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, the league of football watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Whether you're in your basement watching the Detroit Lions in your Lions man cave, or. If you're deciding to crash your neighbor's house, who's an arch rival of your favorite team, why are you here, big dog? We don't even like the same. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the day through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. All
2: right. We are back now. All right. Malcolm, you're here? We'll talk. Let's actually go to Pierre. Pierre, break down this Tennessee defense, and then I'm gonna kick out to him. All
1: right, edge rusher Harold Landry, who I loved when he was coming out. This guy just hasn't like been putting up big sacks numbers. Four and a half sacks, but he does have 40 pressures. Um, he's solid on run defense. Um, their defensive line, DaQuan Jones, he has two sacks, 19 pressures, decent in run D. My bad guys. Okay. Um, all right, their other defensive lineman, Jeffrey Simmons, who they took last year, he was injured or two years ago, I forgot, but he's played really well. Three sacks, 33 pressures, really good in run defense. Um, Jadavian Clowney is her, so they have this guy named Derek Robertson starting. He has zero sacks and 12 pressures. He's not good in run defense, and their linebackers have really struggled, which is a surprise. Um, David Long, he's allowing a 97.6 uh, pass range coverage. Rashawn Evans, who's who's been really good this year, he's struggling. 93.5 passer rating and coverage. Um, their corners are actually playing solid. Malcolm Butler. Been targeted 90 times. Allowed 53 receptions. He has three interceptions, though, and he's allowing an 82.3 passer rating. Desmond King, who they acquired from the Chargers. He's been up and down with them. He's been targeted 41 times. He allowed 30 receptions. 101.4 passer rating. And then Adoree Jackson, um, he hasn't played this year, and he could be back this year, but he just hasn't played, so if he plays, maybe he'll come in for maybe Fulton, and they'll slide King in the slot. Fulton right now is their nickel. Um, he's been targeted 15 times, about 13 receptions. He has a pick. He's like 100.6 passer rating. And then there's safeties, and Kevin Byard has struggled in coverage. Um, he has a 125.5 passer rating, but he's been good in run defense. He has no picks this year. He's just struggled, but I still think he's a really good safety. He's just having a down year um strong safety kenny vaquero this guy i believe was out last week and they started Amani hook hooker um strong safety kenny vaquero he's been targeted 40 times a lot 31 receptions he's good in run d but he also have 124 passer rating so this is like where you kind of wanted to give it to Hawk. and then they have another safety he started two um when they've had injuries and he's actually played while well. Amani hook, hooker he's not good in run defense but he has three picks and only 51.7 passer rating in coverage Amani Hooker, he's been balling. Tyler, you made that face. Was he your guy or something? I forgot.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching the Chargers game. <laughs> oh shit. Bro I was like, whoa, you got happy. Oh, like, it, looked like Herber, it looked like Herbert it looked like Herbert got a touchdown, but it the guy dropped.
1: Alright, so um that's their defense. And then I want to say one thing. They're 29th against the pass, 15th against the run. So Yeah, that's their uh their defense right there. Um they obviously Their issue right now is also pressure from their defensive line, and it's kind of trickling down to their linebackers and their corners and their safeties. So
2: So it looks like going into this game, at least now, I mean, it looks like the Lions could be missing both Matthew Stafford and Frank Ragnow. And Kenny Galladay. Yeah. yeah, Is he going to play this year? Like, I'm just wondering. I'm starting to wonder. I don't know. But Frank Ragnow... And Matthew Stafford. So our starting center potentially could be Joe Dahl. I believe I heard the name or Stenberg. That,
1: that's what I would. I think they go with Dahl. Stenberg's wow. just not ready.
2: Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. So, and you might have Chase Daniel, who I think is the biggest scammer in the NFL, under center. Mm. This is where it goes on to why I think this is gonna be a massacre. <laughs>
1: that's because yeah, so, I mean. I your, your goal is going to probably be run the ball if you're playing with Chase. And if Swift could get going, then it could be like a fun like running between Swift and Henry. Two different backs, but two fun backs. Um, Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. I don't know, man. It's just their corners are obviously a little weak. But Adoree Jackson is coming back, and he's a really good corner in my opinion. Um, He just hasn't played this year. He's been hurt. So we'll see if we will play this week. It's going to be
3: tough, man. This is a tough tough
1: game. This is
2: a tough game for the Lions, man. It's a really tough game.
1: It's
3: a a very tough game.
1: I just. And then Simmons from the interior also scares you because you'll have Dahl and Jackson. Dahl hasn't really played center that much. And then Jackson obviously has had his rookie struggles. He's been up and down this year. So it's kind of concerning because Simmons is a guy, I think, like the way he's playing this year 33 pressures for an interior guy. And three sacks. That's really good for an interior lineman. I think Malcolm knows that. So Malcolm always yeah. uh, like says, if you're an interior guy, you get pressures. That's really good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It makes All it right better. So, so Malcolm, you're Daryl Bevel. You're the OC. Uh, potentially no Stafford. Let's let's game plan without Stafford and Frank Ragin because they're both non part the last couple of days. And then we'll get into uh, scenarios with Stafford. But I want to start off with no Stafford because I think that's the more realistic scenario right now. So you don't have Stafford. You don't have Frank. Um, What's your game plan? I mean, obviously, I think Swift is your, you know, your X
3: factor. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think with Stafford or without Stafford, I think the game plan should be the same. And the game plan should be to get the running game out of the game, their yeah. running game out of the game. And the only way you could try to eliminate their running game is to put up more points in them. Run the ball, get, right? Control the clock? I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, if it's me... I'm trying to score as many points as possible and try to get a, a, a lead to try to make them not have to, to try to take Derrick Henry out of the game.
1: You trust Chase Daniel though? That's my question.
3: Did, I mean, did I trust Driscoll last year? Or did I trust David Blau last year coming in? You know, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't. Did but they were still aggressive with them. That's the thing. What when, when Chase Dan, when, when, um, Derrick, when David Blau was there, they were still aggressive. When Driscoll was there, they were still aggressive. So see, I think, I think they Go st- ahead, my bad. No, I'm saying, I think they still gotta try to be aggressive, try to put up points, and if you can get a lead, maybe that takes Derek Henry out of the game, and maybe that forces um, Tannehill to have to beat you with his arm. Yeah. But, oh. I mean, we'll see, man. I don't, the, the thing is, I don't trust our running game that much to say, you know, let's, 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 let's slow pace down, let's run the ball, and then have them get the, the the ball again, and have them run the ball, and then we can't stop their running game, or so or some shit like that, you know. So that's that's why right. it, it's tough. So, I mean, I don't know me. If it was me, I, I'll try to you know, I'll try to you know try to get a lead a, a, a lead as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like you said, though, you're probably gonna be without, without your, one of your best run blockers, Frank Ragnall. Now maybe are your best run blocker, um, possibly, and then without your starting quarterback. Then you kind of have like a backup quarterback, a backup center. It's just kind of like it's tough, man. And the thing is, like, Stratford's strength and Daniel's strength are two different. You'd wish like your backup quarterback kind of like had the same strength as your starting quarterback. Like, it's it's really different. Chase Daniel does not have an arm where he could throw like 60 yards like Stafford does. No, he like, doesn't. you're not going to see that many shots because he just doesn't have an arm.
3: We'll have him so throw you, 40 yard bombs. <laughs> you, you look,
1: I mean, uh, you probably see twenty, twenty yarders, thirty yarders, but you're not gonna see like fifty, sixty yard bombs. Chase Daniel is just not that type of quarterback, so that's the thing that sucks. a
3: yeah. difference between him and, and Stafford though, he's a little bit a little bit more mobile too. So, and more then also Stafford
1: kind of like throws his guys open. I don't know if Daniel necessarily could do that. No, um, they're they're like, they're like completely different quarterbacks. I mean,
3: this is this is one of the this is one of the signs that they fucked us up with, and this is one of the signs that I knew wasn't gonna really help us because I knew Stafford was gonna help us. Like, do you trust Trace Daniels that much? Do you trust Trace Daniel to win you a game? No. If you asking me that. I I didn't. I didn't believe like it. with yeah, a I, good
1: I, defense I, and like a good O line, a good running game. Yeah, but right now it's all in shambles. The defense is trash. The O line is injured a little,
3: and we barely have a run game.
1: Barely. We're Not even babies. a little. You're probably without Tyrell Crosby. We're Big 30 is out. Rank 30 is. 30th. Uh, that's that's not a run game?
3: out.
1: No, yeah, you don't you don't really have much. Like, yeah, I mean Swift could play, but who's gonna kind of black for him? You know, like
3: Yeah, I mean I don't know.
2: So This is difficult, man. <laughs> it's like this is like one of the toughest matches for the Lions this year. Just like with the personnel they have out there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd be very impressed if Daryl Bellville can make this a competitive game. Honestly,
3: that's what I'm saying. Like, if if Daryl Bellville somehow Dude. makes this competitive, you got to tip your out of Daryl Bellville because this is the Tennessee Titans are clearly both sides of the ball the most more talented team. If what with else about Stafford? I'm this. Yeah, uh, if Stafford
1: plays, you have a chance. That's for sure. If Stafford plays, you have a chance because their secondary is just not that good. They're 29th against the pass. But I mean. I don't think he'll play. It's it's going to be pretty hard with that. And even if he does, he won't even be close to 100%. So like, we'll see.
2: I'll just say this. I mean, they put Daryl Bevel in such a tough position taking over this interim job. They said, hey, take over Matt Patricia's shitty-ass roster. Take over all the people that were not bought in. <laughs> um take over a very tough schedule of games he's like he's like yeah you have the packers you have the titans you have to go to tennessee oh then you got to play the Tampa Bay buccaneers then you got to go um and play the the minnesota vikings i mean like what what kind of situation was this for daryl bevel like i mean he's, he's he's making the best out of it in these first two games
3: i don't think his situation was to win these games he doesn't have to he didn't i don't think he necessarily had to win these games because especially right now, like they're they're seeing the, the the rosters banged up. Like you go into this game right now and then you, you have Chase Daniels like how much do the forge really you believe that he I mean, that he's supposed to win this game?
2: I think his only way of getting a head coaching job was to win the game still, honestly.
3: I I don't know. I mean if they're a
1: competitive dude and they play like Especially in a situation
3: like this, bro, like Yeah, like, like look, Bevel, look 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 at this team and then you just, all right, just say Stafford does not play. And just say that we have a game like we did last week where it's fun, he's taking shots, they're being creative, and well, they I, keep the game in a one possession game I think I think Darek bevel's just as good as uh, he had just as good of a shot as he did last week that he does this week
1: I, yeah I', don't I said, think we should judge bevel off this week if like no, i said I said hurt. he
2: deserves a fair shot, I yeah me and Tyler both shot. said it last yeah I week. know man something like that but I mean this I is know. tough, I mean. It, it, like, if, if they get killed this week by the Tennessee Titans, like, how could the ownership look at Daryl Bevel and you're like, this guy could be our next head coach and lead the boys? Like, I know it's not the personnel, but, like, wins and losses matter at the end of the day, right?
1: All right, let's be honest. Put any head coach out there with, with the players you have. Who's going to win? But no, let's, let's be honest. I'm
2: not disagreeing that, but, like, th- at the end of the day, this guy is just the interim head coach who was brought in by the shitty head coach. Like, I mean, what is, you know, like, what's the... Like, I guess the possibility of a guy like Daryl Bevel returning as a head coach.
1: It's possible. I, I just, I mean, I just I don't, don't think know it's high. The is. I don't know if it's high or low, but, but it's possible. Um, just the way they played the last two weeks. Like, the offense took a big shift. Stafford was, like, wasn't even top 10 in yards. Now he's top 10 in yards in passing. So, it's a big difference, bro. Like, yeah, just the passing and, like, me, not running every play.
3: Yeah, to me, I think it's just the command in the locker room. I think that's, I think that's a, the, the main factor right now is, is just, like, command in the locker room right now. Yeah. I
2: don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to see. I don't know. I don't really see a legit chance of him returning to be head coach, maybe offensive coordinator. I think that would be ideal, honestly, for the Lions. You know, you already have this offense kind of locked up. You got your guys already. If, and
3: I'm a, if I'm an organization from another team and I'm seeing what Devil Bevel is doing with this shithole – there's no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing him in. I'm bringing him on board ASAP. If I'm the Jets or if I'm the, the, the Texans, I'm seeing the, the what he did with this, this shithole, <laughs> and how he had those guys fighting for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing him on board quick. I'm saying you'll be, right. like be, I'm saying I'm saying you'll be a head coach. The I'm, thing I'm, is
1: with Bevel though, his offense needs to like kind of like use more shifts, more motions, like the Packers and the. The Chiefs do. You got to get more, a little more modernized. It's still like a little old school kind of. Like you don't see a lot of like. Um, you see some creativity, but you don't see like. Like you see how the Packers they bring a ton of guys in motion just to confuse the defense and they mess with you. Then they end up doing something else. Like you get, you got to like. Add more to that kind of.
2: Um, I don't know. I just don't like wanna, I, I just don't want to jumpsuit too early and say that because I feel like it's a little premature and after two games say so he's, you know qualified to be head coach but i mean yeah i mean i don't know man he it's deserves tough. an
1: interview that's what i'll say he Dude. deserves like legitimate interview no, i, I agree week, I, so. I
2: agree with, I agree with and that and that's up to the new gm if he wants to hire him or not yeah i mean i don't know it it's difficult because this is not his group of guys like this is not his team this, he's just taken over a very bad team so it's like i don't know how to judge him i don't know how to judge him i really don't so it's yeah,
3: I mean, I'm not, and that's that's why it's hard to judge him from or losses because this is not his team. This was a shit that Patricia. Overall. This is a shit that Patricia had. But if you just see the the way they're fighting for him, and and that, and that, stuff, that that's the thing because the next guy you bring in, why well, maybe he doesn't have the same command in the locker room as, as as Devil does right now.
2: Yeah, no, and Malcolm, I understand that, and I think. We were just stuck with one of the worst coaches in NFL history and not having guys bought in. Like that's just not a thing in the NFL where guys just don't buy in like that. Like, yeah, so like that, we saw it have... with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah,
3: Freddie hey, hey, Kitchens what the, what the, what was an what? idiot. Exactly, but before, yeah, but he, he was a one. he's, he's, he's and, a and idiot now. He's did now. But before he got the job, everybody was like, "Oh, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, he's a great hire." No, didn't we even talk about him bringing being but a, like there was uh, stuff
1: OCC, that leaked. OCC, yeah. There was stuff that leaked that he didn't get along with some of his staff, and it was just a mess. Like, I, I don't know.
2: Like I'm just saying, like just because the guys are fighting for Daryl Bevel, like that's not something like significant in my opinion. Like it, that's just something like. I mean, it's good leadership. I give Bevels good, props. It's good leadership. But like I'm saying, like. I don't think we, like, say more than, like, half the league doesn't, like, just buy into their – I mean, the players buy into the program most of the time. Patricia was one of the worst head coaches, so this looks like an angel right now. There above looks like an angel compared to Patricia.
3: No, but I've seen situations where guys come in and be that, and an example, for the Kitchens.
2: Yeah, but I
1: think, like, whoever comes in, they're going to lean towards, like, the locker room type of – like, guys who, like, are player coaches, not guys who are, like – my way or the highway type of coach. I don't think they're gonna do that. This this hiring. I don't process. think Freddie
3: Kitchell was a my way or the highway type guy. who's was just an idiot. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I'm just saying. Um...
3: <laughs> like, how many guys? Like, could I see you him, see in him the joke NFL... around. In lot, I see him joke around the sidelines. Like, he, like, like, how many
2: guys could you see in the NFL? where You're like, it, it, there's not so many scenarios like Patricia. Patricia was just one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. And now you brought in a guy like Bevel, who's more of a players guy, and it looks like it's so different. But like. That's just normal in the NFL. It's just that we didn't see it the last three years. So this looks like an angel. This guy looks like he just fell down from heaven. Yeah,
3: but that's, like, that, yeah because we have how, how bad it was. It's yeah. just
2: how shitty Detroit was. But like, it's not like something significant that guys are playing for him and stuff, in, in my opinion. I don't know. That's just me.
3: No, they are, they're, playing for, they're definitely playing for him. No,
2: no, no, no. I, I'm, no, I'm it. I didn't say I it. said it's not like surprising that players are fighting for their coach. I think every player fights for their coach in most scenarios. You just right. saw Patricia who <laughs> didn't have that for many reasons
3: yeah so. i'm just saying like man i mean i don't know thing is with know.
1: bevel though i do like i like i said this the last episode too not the last episode, but a couple episodes too. i do like how he's aggressive i like his time management i like how he uses his timeouts no,
2: yeah, yeah. that's why i'm um, saying like he has- but that's
1: just like limited i want to see a little more but he, i think he deserves an interview like a legitimate interview to be considered, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying like he's my number one choice, but I think I think he deserves an interview.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll just mm-hmm. say this: he hasn't done anything wrong as a head coach. Yeah. He
1: uh, yeah. No. Yeah. You know, but like, it's you can't judge off two games either.
2: No, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just saying, but like in these two games, like, what has he he himself done wrong? He hasn't done anything wrong.
1: Yeah, the challenge flag he threw, I thought that was a catch. I don't that care was, what that hell that dress oh, That was a catch. That was, that was a catch. So, um, but, like, so
2: like, like Daryl Bevel, everything he's done is correct. Like, have you have you watched these last two games? And at any moment <laughs> during these last two games, you're like, Daryl Bevel, what are you doing? Like, nope. you, you don't – it just hasn't happened. There hasn't been that moment. It's been a good, flowing, creative offense. Uh, the time management, like you mentioned, has been very well. It, appropriate challenges at the right time. It's two games. I'm not going to go overboat. But I'm just saying he hasn't done anything wrong. I'll leave it at that.
1: He's shown more than Patricia has in three years in these two games.
2: Hundred percent, and like mm-hmm. that, just, and that just goes back to the argument. That Patricia is one of the worst head coaches in NFL history.
1: I think Patricia, like in general, I think what the thing that like hurt Patricia the most is his stubbornness. Like, like it was his way, always his way. We're gonna try this. We're gonna do it like this, even if it doesn't work. It's it's because of execution. It's not because of me. And we're gonna keep doing it that way. And like we're gonna correct it somehow in some way. And, and that was the thing with him. He just refused to uh to like adapt and change. He just did it his way, everything, and that's why
2: he's he's gone. I just wish be- Bevel got a more fair shot because there was many different opportunities that the Lions could have done this firing like mm-hmm. earlier in the year. I wish they the Vikings, did it after the Vikings, bye Vikings week. game. Like Vikings before, games, uh, I even thought the bye week. would have in an awful time. Yeah, I wish they yeah. did it after the bye week, to be honest. But I mean, when they got you know, like pooped on by the saints with that you know time of possession like i that, i wouldn't mind it that's
1: honestly part. they should have fired him last year i said that and yeah, we I both said, said it that. tyler both of us said it we actually said it before the year ended too we wanted him gone Dude, and i wanted were... to
2: fire since week eight of last year
1: yeah so we we wanted him gone for a minute um and
2: it's it just it. It is, yeah it. it's a
1: of season and it's probably
2: time for a rebuild. i mean I'll, I'll say this i said it last episode i'm i'm liking you know the foundation the early foundation the lions are building and that is bringing a former detroit lions player part of this staff and chris spielman i love that hire so much i think it's gonna pay a lot of dividends down in the future so i mean it's raw we don't have a general manager but I like this foundation the Detroit Lions are building. I'm like excited for the future now. Like it, it's something to look forward to, even though we don't have a general manager and coach yet. And that's just gonna get more exciting, I think, as the time goes on. But like now you see kind of a pathway to Detroit. It's not a one year fix, but it's something where you could look at like, could the Lions actually do this right this time? And like I'm actually feeling it again. I'm feeling like myself, like how I was a couple of years ago. And you know, the lines are just kind of shifting. Maybe that's just because it's new. I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited where they're heading towards. That's me.
3: Let me ask you a question. Um, Chris Billman, I mean, I think everybody knows Chris Billman loves Stafford. He yeah.
0: loves, yeah. loves Stafford
3: a lot. He loves Stafford a lot. Do you see a situation that he kind of persuades or the guy that he recommends to take over this job
1: keep Stafford? No, that's not his choice. Because you can't do that to a GM. You can't say, hey, we'll only hire you if you keep Stafford. No, they didn't say that. I that. I'm, I'm, said it. Like, they asked what? him about it. He said he was a tough quarterback. He was a good quarterback, but he didn't commit to him either. He, They asked him a question, but he did not commit to him. Like oh, He yeah. didn't say, We're going to roll with Stafford. He just said he was a good quarterback. He was a tough quarterback. I, he, I didn't even he hear looked, that. One, yeah, one, one, so oh, I didn't, it was in his press. press
3: or, I mean, I,
2: it, there's been no commitment to Stafford. Even Sheila Ford's press. I know.
3: I heard Sheila Ford say so, that.
2: So there's been no commitment. I mean, I don't know. I think. At the end of the day, Spielman's going to do what he thinks is best for this team. And what he thinks is best for this team, not just for 2021, but what's best for this team down the line. So if he thinks, if he likes a quarterback in whatever draft position they are at, and he he thinks this guy could be our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years and more, then I think they'll pull the trigger. I, I do. But if there isn't, then you know you ride with Stafford, and you know you grab whoever you think is the best player at that point. And I mean, we'll get into this stuff when we get closer to this time. But right, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, I'm I'm just excited, man. I, I'm I'm liking this football mind. I'm liking that we got a guy that's passionate about the football team, and it, it's just exciting to me.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, the the thing is too with with the quarterbacks. Like right now, where are they picking at twelve or eleven?
2: We're at eleven right now.
1: You're probably those. The four guys are gonna be off the board. I think they'll be off the board by eleven. Um, so
2: I mean, maybe that's, that's even if they like the four guys. I mean, they they yeah, might they not might not even
3: like them. Yeah, so and they just, might not like Zach Wilson. Man, they might no, not like Traylon. Don't, don't say don't say Mac Jones, bro. No, no, I'm I, I saying say I'm Mac, say, Mac say, Jones. Oh, we so said the big Mac
2: four, four so they might not even like one of those. Well, I'm saying like
3: that like, I, I, that'll suck if they reach for a quarterback, like if they yeah. reach for Mac Jones or they reach for.
2: I think we've said this multiple times. Like, you just don't force taking a quarterback.
3: You got to. Oh, yeah, we, we don't love him. But yeah. shit, they love him?
2: No, no, I'm saying like, I mean, if they find something in Mac Jones, I'm not going to shoot it down right away. Actually, I probably yeah, will. Probably
1: will. will. <laughs> that is the first, but shoot, like day two pick. I wouldn't be mad about it.
3: He's not going day two. He's going to I see him mid round probably where we be picking at probably 11 12
1: wait why do you say that though because like here's the thing like joe burrow i know he was good but he was surrounded with talent tua was surrounded in talent why just, isn't Mac jones ought to have talent just, around him
3: you know like when what you the, like see a quarterback and you're like
1: Mac jones though like what i'm not saying he's special but i see like a day two pick in him that's what i see he's not gonna
3: be a day two pick he's gonna go in the first round i guarantee you 100 oh, based, based off his numbers I mean, just like there's nothing about him. I mean, he's a good –
2: A.J. McCarron, same thing. He was very good at college, had big explosive numbers, had a bunch of talent around him. He, where is he now? The Buffalo Bills or Oakland or not Oakland. I don't know where the hell he is now, but he's a third-string somewhere, probably.
3: He just played. He just played. Who did he play for? What, what, he just came in the game for somebody. He did, who was it? What team was that? I was watching the, this too. The Texans? Oh, the, te- the Texans. The Texans.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's the backup quarterback for the Texans. He's backup
3: yeah. quarterback for the Texans. There you go. Okay. So, um, I, good for him. I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's Mac Jones comparison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to go that far and say AJ McCarron, man. I don't, I don't know. That's a they went to the, the same school. I mean, that's... AJ. <laughs> oh like, I think Mac like, Jones better than AJ.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it's hard <laughs> to scout quarterbacks this year, too. Um, they, they played well, some of them. Some of them haven't even played at all, so what do you do, right? And the senior bowl is going to be huge for prospects this year. It sucks that these quarterbacks are mostly underclassmen, like the top guys. But the senior bowl, for the guys who really played it's going to be huge for them. There's that guy that goes up or just goes down, so...
2: the senior bowl quarterback this year.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think um, the, the Florida quarterback and Mac John, I think they're like they're like neck-to-neck. I'd I, I see them being very similar.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I got day I two. Like, grades I, think I think I like Maga a slight better, but not much. All right, cue the Fox music. Let's get into these predictions. Let me read off the record. Uh, so, Malcolm, I told you if you chose the Lions and they didn't come out, you were going to fall two games behind. And that's exactly yep. what ended up happening. Yep. And the overall records now are: I am sitting at eight and five. Malcolm is sitting at six and seven. Pierre, you get a game, uh, going to improve to five and eight. And then the listeners, uh, who did the listeners pick this week? Alliance. Lions, Okay, so they are falling to five and eight as well. So Pierre, you are not in, you're tied for last right now with the listeners. So there's that. Um, okay, so we'll start off with Malcolm since. He is this week's oopsie-doopsie of the week. He chose the Lions to win. Malcolm, who do you got winning this week?
3: All right. So um, if, you ask somebody, like, if you ask somebody about this game, they'll probably tell you it'll be a massacre. I don't know who's our quarterback going to be this week. I don't know if it's going to be Chase Daniels. I don't know if it's going to be Matthew Stafford. But whoever it does play, I think a full week of preparation, I think that going to get them ready. Now, when I say ready, I don't think they're going to be ready to win. But he can have him ready. I think it'll be a very competitive game till the end. Um I have it 27, 24 Titans, and my bold prediction is that we hell we're gonna hold Derrick Henry under 100 yards. Oh my God! Oh shit! That <laughs> hey,
1: that's actually bold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's gonna God. happen too. Goddamn it! Watch.
2: Wow. First, Mal- first Mal- Malcolm. taking the P- the Pierre approach now. First five sacks last week. <laughs> now Are you guys this, week- like my this week, you guys would be like, whoa. Now this week, Derek Henry. I'm-
3: I actually thought, I actually, I mean, I thought what's the was going to play, Harrison Griffin. But then when I found out that he wasn't going to play, I was like, oh shit, that's not going to happen. I like, I knew like, that bold prediction had no chance, zero had, chance.
2: My bold prediction was like, man, I was pretty off. I was forty yards off. I said uh, Roger's going to have two
3: hundred fifty. Under 250 yards, I believe he threw 290. So I was the now... week. The week when I when I said gonna throw five touchdowns, he threw four. So I was, I was damn near close. Yeah.
2: So. All right, uh, Pierre. Okay, you said you had an interesting bold prediction. Who, who do you got winning this game, and what's your bold prediction? I
1: have 31-17 Tennessee, and my bold prediction is Austin Bryan gets two sacks. Okay, that's interesting. That
2: is interesting. That's okay. And, okay, so two Titans so far, and I'll, I'll join the bandwagon. I think the Titans win this game, 35-21. to Oh, actually, no, I'm going to change it. 35-17. to 17. I do think the line score 21. I'll say 35-17. Uh, my bold prediction is for you, TJ Hawkinson, fantasy owners, you probably think I was going to say something along uh, Derrick Henry, but you TJ Hawkinson, fantasy owners, are going to get two touchdowns out of him and a 100-yard game out of TJ Hawkinson. So be excited fantasy owners if you're in the semifinals with hot this is a good start so yeah, i
1: could see that with their safeties and linebackers struggling in coverage that, that was actually a good poll prediction
2: good. so we all uh joining and taking the titans and you guys could go on the pride podcast instagram or twitter page and vote for who you think is going to win this game if you think it's the Lions, click the Lions. if you think it's the titans click the titans i ain't gonna judge so um on that note that's all i got hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the pride podcast if you guys wouldn't mind you leave a little a nice five-star review on apple Podcasts or itunes right a nice little re- review you know say i'm i'm cute or something like that you know give me you know boost my confidence up a little bit um on that. <laughs> bro <laughs> i'm out peace hold up all right
1: I'm, i have no comment on that all right guys i hope you're all staying safe during this time um i'm out peace
2: Girls also right. in my DMs. Whoa.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, hey Tyler, bro. <laughs> Alright. Bro, just download Tinder. Just download Tinder at this point.
3: <laughs> Too broke for the gold one. I can't see you actually still like it. Alright. Alright, my Yeah, uh, I'm I am i am out. Check please. Check, check please. God damn it. Give me bright. the goddamn check. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. W- waiter. Waiter, check, check please. Football is back in full swing, you might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
2: Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal
0: vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat